Hey friends, welcome back to Life with Tina podcast show. I am your host, Tina, that is me. Super excited to be back, you guys. I have been like super, super busy. You guys know we went up to the cabin in Alaska for a week back in August. So that was about a month ago now. And I have not been back on the podcast since because things just kind of snowballed when we got back. It just hit us all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, we are moving to Alaska. It's right around the corner. And so we have been super busy with all the preps. And if you guys follow us over on our YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) We are literally packing up the apartment. Uh, I'm looking at boxes right now here in my little office area and just scheduling household goods, scheduling our Polaris Ranger shipment because we have to pay out of pocket for that. Uh, getting ready to schedule the shipment of my car. We will be shipping my car to Alaska and we're gonna be driving Joe's truck and pulling our enclosed trailer across country when we head west. So just a lot to do, changing addresses, uh, canceling accounts and subscriptions, like all the things that come with moving. Um, And you guys may know if you're watching the channel as well that we got some pretty tough news as soon as we got back from Alaska. You know, I've been keeping you guys in the loop with our uh, journey with the military COVID-19 vaccine mandate from the beginning, right? We are a family that has chosen not to get this vaccine. I have one episode that I've already done in regards to some of the reasons why we have chosen not to get it. And I will link that podcast in the description in the show notes for this podcast if you would like to go back and, or excuse me for this episode, if you'd like to go back and listen to that one. Uh, It is basically concerning the vaccines and the FDA approval that quote unquote uh, came out in, what was it, 2021. They said that they were FDA approved and then all of a sudden all the mandates started, right? Not just in the military, but on the civilian sector, nurses, some police stations, firefighters, I mean, people across the nation and I'm not even talking about in the world, I'm just talking about our country alone, we're all of a sudden required to get these these vaccines. So the concern and the problem with that is, and I've said this before, for our family, it's twofold. So the one issue is the fact that these vaccines to date, at the time of this show, are not fully FDA approved. They're still under emergency use authorization only So that's one issue that we're going to talk about. And then there's the whole religious exemption that we put in for, uh, for our sincerely, you know, our sincerely held beliefs that we have reasons why we do not want to partake in these vaccines. So it's twofold for us. So I've been chatting with you guys a little bit on the YouTube channel. However, you guys know YouTube likes to censor conservative content. And I bring some of this stuff to the podcast because I can speak more freely without having to worry about censorship. So that's what we're going to talk about today. A couple little updates, uh, life updates here in the Watson household. But I really wanted to do a, a bit of a deep dive into our reasons why we are not getting the COVID vaccine and just share some inside things with you guys 
uh, in particular to Joe's situation with the U.S. Coast Guard as of yet. My name is Tina. I'm the host of this podcast show and also the creator of the YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska, where we share from scratch recipes, homeschool life inspiration, and our homesteading journey with you. This podcast is a spinoff of our channel, a behind the scenes look into our life on the homestead. Raw and unfiltered, I share my thoughts on motherhood, marriage, our culture, and our spiritual pursuit as believers. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get on with today's show. So this bad news that we got when we got home from our trip to Alaska is, it's kind of been bad news for a year as far as this vaccine mandate, right? But we were all hopeful. And when I say we, I'm talking about not just our family, but all of our military friends that we know, and even those that we don't personally know that have been fighting this ridiculous mandate since it came out. We submitted a religious accommodation request. That request was denied. We appealed the denial and the appeal was denied. We also submitted for a medical exemption to this vaccine, which I'll talk to you guys about, and that was also denied, rather just flat out ignored, I should say. Uh, So, With that being said, we have been living in complete limbo since uh, August of last year, 2021, when this mandate came out. The policy says you have a right to submit for religious accommodation to this vaccine. And I'm talking the Coast Guard policy in particular, because that is the branch of service that we are currently in. But not only does Coast Guard policy allow for religious accommodations to be exempt from this vaccine, our constitutional rights allow for that as well. Our First Amendment states that we have the right to exercise our religion, freedom of religion in whatever you know aspect that is. And in this case, we're, we're talking about certain things that have to do with these vaccines, which I'm gonna talk about here in just a few minutes. But the policy allows for these religious accommodations, constitutional law allows for these accommodations and what the Coast Guard and other branches have done, and this has been all over the news, like, you know, don't get your feelings hurt, but if you don't know about any of this, it's kind of like, where have you been? Like, (laughs) are you living in a bunker under the ground? Because it's been all over the headlines, all over the news. Um, These branches of service have issued out blanket denials to these religious accommodations. Like the ratio of people that submitted for the exemptions based on, the people that were approved for religious accommodations is ridiculous. For example, the Coast Guard has had over 1,400 members. It's 1,200 to 1,400. I keep seeing the two numbers, but I heard on the Congress floor when Senator Ted Cruz was questioning the commandant of the U.S. Coast Guard, he stated that there was over 1,400 requests for religious accommodations submitted for the COVID vaccine, and he asked her how many of those requests have been approved. And she said, four. You guys, those numbers are astonishing, okay? Especially when it's it's clear that they're blanket denials. They did not give due process to each member. They did not review their request based on that member's situation and individually like the policy requires them to, right? They're blanket denials. The verbiage is the same. We have friends that have also gotten these denials that are in the same boat we are, and we compared their memorandums of denials with ours, and they are verbatim the same. They just switch out the names in the letter. It's ridiculous. And 
you can tell that they're templates because some of the things that were written in there didn't even apply to the member that submitted the request. For example, Joe did submit also for a medical exemption, but we didn't do that until later. So we did that spring of 2022, right? But when we got his denial to his first religious accommodation request, they stated in there that he had also submitted for a medical exemption, but didn't, he had the burden of proof of proving yada, 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 and he didn't do that. Like all this, this whole paragraph about a medical exemption. At that point, when we received that denial, Joe hadn't even submitted for a medical exemption yet. He had only submitted for a religious exemption. So it's funny because clearly that letter was used for someone else, but oopsie, they forgot to modify that paragraph and they sent that to Joe. So it's really quite pathetic when you look at the Coast Guard, they are just hell bent on kicking these people out that do not have the vaccine, that are refusing the vaccine. They don't care about your service. They don't care about what you've done for the Coast Guard. They don't care about your sacrifice, your family's sacrifice. They don't care about any of it. They're blanket denying all of these requests and kicking these members out. So we've been threatened with involuntary separation for over a year over this vaccine mandate, right? But nothing has happened. Like they're just, it's just sitting in limbo. Like no one's actually come down with discharge paperwork. It's just for our family anyway, it's just keeping us in limbo. And when we got back from Alaska, we got word from his command that the Coast Guard has given the commands 30 days to process all of their unvaccinated members for discharge. So this was bad news and significant in the sense that now they've actually put a time frame on it when before it, there was no time frame. It was just like, we're going to kick you out. We're going to kick you out. If you don't get this vaccine, we're going to give you a bad discharge code. So you're not going to be eligible for all your veterans benefits. If you don't get this vaccine, this is going to impact you in the civilian workforce. If you get kicked out with this bad discharge code from the military, if you don't get the vaccine, I mean, you guys, it has been nothing but threats and intimidation, bullying for over a year. But now they put a time frame on it, right? So for us, you guys probably know, we are scheduled to retire from the military in four months. February 1st, 2023, Joe hits his 20 years of service. We already have approved retirement orders. We already have his signed DD-214, which is his official discharge document stating he is an honorable discharge. We've already, we've already scheduled our ferry tickets to Alaska. We've already booked our household goods shipment. All of these things are paid for by the military on the military orders. And then they are still saying, oh, but we're going to kick you out. So it's like the two hands aren't talking to each other. He has an amazing supportive command as of now, as far as we know. So they're processing him for retirement. I'm talking like making a shadow box for him for all of his medals and stuff. And like they are acting as if Joe's gonna get to retire. They've already cut him orders to retire. But then the Coast Guard as a whole is saying, we don't care how close you are to retirement. We're still gonna kick you out. And here's the funny thing, you guys, it's so ironic. In three weeks, we are moving to Alaska. We are set to start terminal leave. Terminal leave is when you have enough leave vacation time saved up in the military. You can actually get out a little bit earlier than your retirement date or your separation date. You're still active duty until that date, but you can essentially be on leave until that date comes. Well, Joe has like four months of leave saved up or something. It's just this ridiculous amount. So we're supposed to be actually getting 
you know, quote unquote, out in three weeks and moving across country to Alaska and starting our retirement life. So it's so ironic because it's like, okay, Coast Guard, you want him out so bad because he's unvaccinated. He's he's such a threat to his coworkers because he's dirty and unvaccinated, yet you want to kick him out, which the process to kick him out at this point to separate him would take longer than allowing him to execute the current retirement orders that he has. So it's absolute insanity that, you know, the thought that they are, what, gonna cancel his his current approved retirement orders just to issue separation orders that's gonna take longer to get him through that process. Like, he's he'll be out of the Coast Guard in three weeks, people. It's like, he, he won't be <laughs> putting anybody's life in danger in three weeks. He'll be done. You'll be rid of his unvaccinated behind, right? But you want to, what, cancel his retirement orders to keep him in longer to do the process of involuntary separation? Like, it doesn't make sense. But has anything made sense since COVID started? Nothing has made logical sense since COVID started. Nothing at all. Just like the people driving around in their cars by themselves with a freaking mask on. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but that just doesn't make logical sense. You're the only one in your car. <laughs> I'm like sitting at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and I see someone with gloves on, a mask, a face shield, and he's in his car by himself. And I'm just looking at him like, I can't imagine living my life in such fear. You guys, there are viruses and things that kill us every day, We right? I mean, seriously, people die from things like this every day, but you can't live in a bubble especially when it's been proven that wearing those little blue masks do not keep you from getting COVID. It even says right on the box that it cannot prevent the COVID virus from getting in, right? It's just insanity, but nothing's made sense since this whole thing started. So where we are now is still in limbo. They told them they're gonna kick him out within 30 days. Well, they still haven't done that. So. What we are doing, because we can't do anything else, we, we don't really have any other choice other than this, is we are moving forward day by day on the current orders that he has. Until we hear different, he has been issued retirement orders to start his terminal leave in October and to retire February 1st with full benefits and an honorable discharge. So that's what we're going with until we hear different. Of course, the stress and anxiety that comes with that is almost unbearable, right? Because if they were to cancel those orders before we execute them in October, we would have to cancel our ferry tickets, cancel our household goods shipment, and hopefully they haven't already picked up our stuff because they're scheduled to come in the next week to pick up our stuff, cancel the Polaris shipment because we wouldn't be there to receive it, cancel my car shipment because we wouldn't be there to receive it, and then... To make matters worse, we live in an apartment, so we had to give 30 days notice to our office, to our management office. So if these orders get canceled and they've already lined up another family to move into this apartment, we potentially could be screwed and not have anywhere to live. What the military has done to these members and their families that have sacrificed everything to serve their country is appalling. The stress that it's caused these people, and I say these people, even though we're included in that, I have seen horror stories from other families that are in a worse situation than we are. We're set to retire. Some of these people aren't close to retirement. They're just getting kicked out. 
They don't have jobs lined up. They've got a pregnant wife at home with three kids. They're living in military housing. So the military is going to kick them out, which means they have to get out of housing. They don't have a house lined up to move into. It's just terrible. This is how we treat the men and women that sacrifice everything to protect and serve our country and to safeguard our freedom and liberties. It is the biggest slap in the face that I could even think of. I've gotten so many comments about this on YouTube and you know, I get people that even say, wait, what? The, the COVID vaccine's not FDA approved? At this point, it's like, if you are so in the dark about this, I can just tell you to do your research, right? Like I can't, I've spent hours upon hours doing this research on the CDC website, on the FDA website, to be able to help my husband draft these memorandums and these accommodation requests and show them like, hey, what the heck are you doing? This isn't approved. The only COVID vaccine as of right now that is FDA approved is the spike vax and the community vaccine. And I talk in detail about this in the other show, the other podcast show that I'm going to link for you guys, because I don't want to like repeat everything I already said on that show. But this is all straight from the FDA website. This isn't just Tina making this up, okay? The community vaccine, these vaccines that are fully FDA approved are not available for distribution in the U.S. right now. And they don't see them being available in the foreseeable future. That is listed straight on the FDA's website in their documentation for these COVID vaccines. So all of the COVID vaccines up to now that have been administered to military members and even in the civilian sector, you go into Walgreens and you get a COVID vaccine, guess what? That is not the fully FDA approved vaccine. The Johnson & Johnson, the Moderna, and the uh, Pfizer, those are under emergency use authorization only you guys now here's the problem people i get okay here's the thing if you don't care about that if you're fine with taking an emergency use vaccine and you feel like you're safer right uh taking that vaccine than risking getting covid sister brother more power to you by all means you go get it you do you boo i don't judge you for that that is your body that is your choice and you have a right to do your research and do what you feel is best for your body, but so do we, okay? So I just wanna make sure that I say that because I have friends, I have subscribers, I have family, I have so many people, neighbors, just people that I know that have chosen to get this vaccine. I do not begrudge you that in, in any way because that is your body, that is your choice, okay? But the problem comes in when they're trying to mandate vaccines that are not fully FDA approved and they're only under emergency use authorization, you can't make somebody partake in an experiment against their will, okay? That's the problem. And again, this is not just Tina saying this. Federal law, 21 U.S. Code, 360 BBB-3, okay? authorization for medical products for use in emergencies. And I will link this in the show notes for today if you wanna to read it for yourself, all right? So this section in the US code, federal law, and mind you, this law doesn't just apply to civilians, this also applies to military, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're military, your job's just to follow orders. No, no, our job is to follow lawful orders, lawful orders, not unlawful orders, okay? <laughs> that is 
That is a huge misconception. If I'm in the military and someone tells me to go murder somebody, that that's an innocent person, right? I'm not talking about in war. I'm talking about go to the barracks because you don't like somebody. You want me to murder them for you, right? I don't care if you're the commandant of the Coast Guard. That is an unlawful order. So to think that military members have to follow orders just because they're in the military is absolutely absurd. If it is unethical, if it is illegal, we have the right to stand up and say, uh, no, sir, I cannot follow that order. I cannot comply with that. That is unlawful, okay? And that's the problem with this COVID-19 vaccine mandate. It is an unlawful order. The reason it is an unlawful order is because they are requiring these members to go get the quote-unquote FDA-approved vaccine or else. How can we comply with that order when there are no FDA-approved vaccines available in the U.S.? The vaccines that are available are under emergency use authorization only. So the 21 U.S. Code, the federal law, talking about authorization for medical products for use in emergencies states very clearly, appropriate conditions designed to ensure that individuals to whom the product is administered are informed, and then it's going to list these three things out. This is important. So when someone is going to be administered an emergency use authorized vaccine, they have to be informed that the secretary has authorized this vaccine under emergency use. They have to be informed of the significant known and potential benefits and risks. And they have to be informed of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product, of the consequences, if any, of refusing administration of the product and of any alternative products that are available and their benefits and risks. Of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product. That is because this product is not fully FDA approved, therefore the person has a right to accept it or refuse it. So here's the problem. Everybody keeps talking about how, oh, well, the FDA said that, you know, the community vaccine is interchangeable with the, let's say, Pfizer vaccine, right? The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. It's interchangeable. They're formulated the same. But then in that same paragraph, it says they are legally distinct, all right? So legally distinct, what does that mean? Or what does that mean? It means that they are not the same. They are legally distinct, so let me just pull up this document really quick. I'm going to read to you guys this little section. All right, so this is straight from the FDA's website, okay? Although community COVID-19 vaccine, mRNA, and spike vax, uh, COVID vaccine are approved to prevent COVID-19 in certain individuals who fall within the scope of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine authorization, there are not sufficient quantities of approved vaccine available for distribution to this population in its entirety at the time of the reissuance of the emergency use authorization. It says the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, 
which is one of the ones that's being distributed around the country that uses PBS buffer and community vaccine that uses PBS buffer have the same formulation. So this is how the military and everybody's getting away with saying, oh, well, you can use the Pfizer-BioNTech or you can use the Moderna or you can use, because they're formulated the same as the community. But it says additionally, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine that uses the TRIS buffer and community vaccine that uses the TRIS buffer have the same formulation. But it says the products are legally distinct with certain differences that do not impact safety or effectiveness. So whether they say it doesn't impact safety or effectiveness doesn't matter because they're legally distinct and they have differences, different formulations or different ingredients. And here's the kicker. If you take a vaccine that is fully FDA approved and you have adverse side effects to that vaccine, you have a right to file a claim for compensation, okay? If you choose to get an emergency use authorized vaccine and you have adverse side effects or death, you cannot go after that company for any claim for compensation at all. Because it was emergency use and you knew that before taking it, therefore knowing that there was a risk because it wasn't fully FDA approved. That's one of the biggest things to me, I think, uh, that people are missing. These companies, these... <laughs> These companies that have all this money that are the manufacturers of these vaccines, right? They are off the hook on all the millions of people that have already received the COVID vaccines and boosters because they are not fully FDA approved, they're emergency use only. So any of the adverse side effects or deaths that have come from these vaccines, and there have been a lot of them, those companies are off the hook. You cannot go after them for claim or compensation or anything because you knew the risk of taking an emergency use vaccine. So just to go over a few of the adverse events and deaths with you, okay? Now, the VAERS COVID vaccine adverse event reports, uh, this is reported through September 2022, September 9th, okay? So this is as of September 9th, 2022. There have been 30,000, 30, not three, 30,935 deaths from the COVID vaccine, 177,050 hospitalizations because of the vaccine, 135,259 urgent care visits because of the vaccine, over 205,000 doctor's visits because of the vaccine, over 10,000 anaphylaxis, over 16,000 Bell's palsy. And you guys know, you, you see uh, Justin Bieber and all these young singers and actresses and Hollywood people coming down with like seizures and strokes and all these weird paralyzed faces and these weird, they're all vaccinated. It's, it's not normal for these young 23 year olds or whatever to just lay out on the field and die of a heart attack or a stroke. Myocarditis is, is a big one with the COVID vaccine. So moving on, over 5,000 miscarriages, over 16,000 heart attacks, over 52,000 myocarditis, over 57,000 permanently disabled because of these vaccines. Um, and then it just goes on about severe allergic reactions, shingles, life-threatening and let's keep in mind that the uh, VAERS reporting data, 
The system is co-managed by the CDC and the FDA. How convenient is that? That's scary, right? So Joe got a written order to report to medical to receive his first dose of the fully FDA-approved vaccine or else, right? They, they literally say in this order, you're going to be subject to violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, and you're going to be involuntarily discharged, you know, rah, 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 like, don 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 right? Like the same intimidation tactics as they've, they've used all year. So Joe reports to medical as directed, and of course they ask him, hey, you know, are you going to take it? And he says, well, I need to see the vial before I take it. Because Joe knows that these aren't fully FDA approved. And the people that aren't smart enough to ask the question, they just believe what the medical people are telling them. And unfortunately for military members, you guys, especially those that are young in the military, lower in the ranks, just got out of boot camp, they don't ask questions because they don't think they're allowed to. They're scared. You got this little private, this, you know, this little semen coming out of boot camp. They're not going to like go up against some first class in medical or some chief. They're scared to even push the button. They're going to believe whatever they tell them. A lot of them don't think they can even ask questions. So the guys come out with the vials. They offered Joe the Novavax vaccine and they offered him the Pfizer BioNTech. Now the Novavax is a new one that they're really trying to trick these members and saying, hey, you know, you have a religious accommodation put in for these vaccines because the other ones were either tested or formulated with aborted fetal cells. Well, you can use the Novavax. They're telling these people that the Novavax is different. The Novavax also was either and I had to have to look at my notes, but it was either tested or formulated using aborted fetal cell lines. Okay. So that's another lie that they're telling these members. And if you're not smart enough to do the research and you're not smart enough to ask the questions, you're going to be tricked into injecting something in your arm that was either tested on or formulated with dead baby parts. Okay. Like, let's just be real. So of course, Joe gets these vaccines, uh, the vials, and he reads them and clear as day, they say for emergency use authorization only. They are not FDA approved, which we already knew that. So Joe says, I cannot comply with this order. Now, he wouldn't have complied with the order anyway because we also have a religious accommodation that we requested. And just because the Coast Guard denied it, like they blanket denied everybody else's, doesn't mean that our religious convictions don't still stand. Doesn't mean that they are not valid. So we're not going to compromise our religious convictions for one second just because the Commandant of the Coast Guard says denied. You, you, you aren't really a Christian. <laughs> You don't, you don't really have religious convictions. Like we're just going to make that decision and that determination based on what, right? Isn't that insane? You have a religious conviction and they come back and they can say, no, you don't. Like, how do you know that? You know my relationship with Christ? <laughs> That's insanity. So Joe asked the medical clerk that day. He said, can you please in my, my medical notes, please write in there why I did not comply with it. And she did. She typed it up and she said, basically, the member reported as, as told to for his COVID vaccines and was unable to comply due to the fact the vaccines the clinic had on hand were not the fully FDA approved vaccines. She dated it, she signed it. As of right now, you guys, as of the time of this recording, that is where it has been left off. We have not heard anything else from medical. We've not heard anything else from his command. We haven't heard anything else from the Coast Guard as a whole. We don't know what's happening with all of this. So he could potentially still be um, kicked out. And, and it's crazy because they don't care that you show them all the evidence from the FDA's website. They don't care uh, that you, you show them that these are emergency use only. They don't care that you show them the federal law that says you can't make someone be part of an experiment. They don't care. 
they're still kicking these people out left and right. Now, what's crazy is religious accommodation request set aside, right? Joe also tried to submit for a medical exemption. The policy allows for both religious exemption request or medical exemption request. Now for a medical exemption, you have to meet certain criteria in order to be medically exempt from a vaccine. One of those things would be if you've had the vaccine before and you had an allergic reaction to it, you can have that noted in your file so that you don't have to get it. Or if you're allergic to certain ingredients that are in the vaccine, then obviously you can be exempt from that vaccine. Another reason is prior infection. So I'm going to read to you guys the Coast Guard policy on previous infection or aka natural immunity. So in the policy it says healthcare providers will determine a medical exemption based on the health of the vaccine candidate and the nature of the immunization under consideration. Now we all know for some reason COVID vaccine is like the unicorn, right? Like they've approved religious accommodations for other vaccines, but for some reason the COVID vaccine, it's a no, right? All of a sudden you don't have any rights. Same thing with the medical exemption. They've approved medical exemptions for other vaccines, but for COVID it's like, oh, don't bother. You can ask any of the members of the service, you guys, that are trying to get medical exemptions for this vaccine and they're getting met with, don't bother. Medical's not even gonna help you out. They don't wanna hear it. They're not gonna help you figure out the guidance on how to do the process. So they give you the examples and one of them to qualify for a medical exemption is evidence of immunity based on scrologic test documented infection or similar circumstances. Now we had COVID-19 in February. Joe did go get his blood drawn and got the results and he does in fact have positive antibodies against the COVID-19 virus. So he reached out to medical for guidance and supplied them with this information and they literally didn't want to have anything to do with it. He reached out to ask for the process, like how do I submit for a medical exemption based on the fact that I have natural immunity to the COVID vaccine or to the COVID virus? And he got an email reply from the medical officer that literally stated medical exemption not recommended. Period. That was it. No explanation, no, hey, if you don't agree with this decision, you can appeal this way. Here's the policy that you can reference to help you out with that. Like no other information, just shot him down without even having all the facts or anything and told him medical exemption is not recommended. So I told Joe, you need to email him back immediately and push this situation. Like don't accept that as an answer. So Joe replied to him and said, good afternoon, Lieutenant. Is there guidance somewhere that supersedes the policy we discussed today? I read all COVID-19 all coast messages and I did not find anything that stated natural immunity is not being con considered in place of a COVID vaccination. What I did find in, and then he lists the policy, is that previous infection and natural antibodies slash immunity from previous infection is sufficient for a medical exemption from vaccine requirements. I'm not sure why the COVID-19 vaccine is being considered as the only option to prevent infection when the Center for Disease Control, CDC, has even acknowledged natural immunity. I respectfully appreciate your quick response. However, I would like someone to help me understand why my request is not being properly reviewed and considered. My career of 19 and a half years is potentially in jeopardy due to this vaccine requirement. Can you please point me in the direction of who I need to speak with that is above your senior medical officer so that I may request and can be considered thoroughly 
or so that my request may be considered thoroughly within the boundaries of the Coast Guard policy noted above. So I was really proud of Joe, right? I helped him construct the email. He sent that back to medical and they literally did not even reply to that email, you guys. I'm not kidding you. It wasn't until I think like two or three months later, Joe just happened to be looking at his medical records online and saw that there was uh, notes made to his medical record that stated that the member came in for uh, medical exemption or requesting medical exemption, something to that effect. And it said medical staff or senior medical officer basically made the determination that a medical exemption was not recommended. And then they had some more verbiage in there about how the COVID vaccine is more effective than natural immunity and yada, yada, yada. So it is crazy that the Coast Guard is not even following their own policies, their own policy for religious accommodations and their own policies for medical exemptions at all. When it comes to COVID, you're just out of luck. They don't wanna hear anything from you at all. They just want 100% compliance across the board or else. Now, I wanted to just chat for a second. Um, I had someone on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if they were being a smarty pants or if it was a legitimate question. I kind of took it as probably being a smarty pants, but that's, you know, that's how text is. You don't really know the intent. You can't hear voice uh, inflection. You can't. <laughs> so, but she said to me, what kind of religion are you that tells you you can't get vaccines? So the thing is, you guys, is I never said we can't get vaccines. So that's problem number one. We've gotten a lot of vaccines. Me and Joe are both been active duty. We had to get a lot of vaccines. Um, our children have had vaccines. So it's not that our religion says we can't get vaccines. It depends on what the vaccine is, how it was tested, how it was formulated, what are the side effects? And the problem with these COVID vaccines are, uh, for us, it's twofold in the religious aspect. So one, our body is a holy temple of Christ. The Bible tells us that. We are to safeguard our body because the Lord looks at us as temples of Christ, right? So the idea that we would inject ourselves with something that could pose one of the adverse reactions that I just named off to you guys or even death, how is that safeguarding our bodies? That is not being a good steward of this body, this shell that the Lord has given us to safeguard for the time that we have on this earth. Now, if if there's vaccines out there that, you know, don't have the significant risks that these ones do, then that may be different. But why I, I cannot inject a vaccine into my body that is experimental. You guys, these vaccines don't even have enough runtime on them yet. We don't have a clue what the side effects are long-term for these vaccines. It's insanity. So as a steward of this, this temple, I cannot in good conscience take this vaccine that I feel is gonna do more harm to my body than good. This virus has a 99.9% .9 survival rate, you guys. We've already, our whole family had COVID in February and we recovered just fine. So why do I need this vaccine? I, I don't need this vaccine. I have natural antibodies from the infection itself. I didn't die from it. I rather take my chances with the immune system God gave me than inject poison into my body and potentially cause irreversible damage to my health or even death. 
And it's, it's crazy to me, all these comments that I get on YouTube, because I'm just so outspoken about this whole situation. And, you know, some of you might be tired of me talking about it. You may, you might be sick of hearing me go on about this situation. This, this, it's just, it's impacted us so much. My, my husband is about to lose his 20 year retirement and pension that he so deserves. It's impacted us so much that I can't just bury my head in the sand and just pretend like it doesn't exist and like it's, it's all going to be okay. No, <laughs> it's really not. Not unless you fight, which is what we've been doing for a year. I know people that, that were convicted not to get it and they were like, I don't want to get it. I don't think it's safe or, you know, it's against my religion because of X, Y, and Z. But it was easier to get it than to fight the military. It was easier than to spend the time because, y'all, it took time to research the facts and type up these memorandums, like this 18-page religious accommodation that we put together. That takes time. So some people just rather bend over and take it just because it's easier. Now, I just wanted to read um, a couple verses here that we did cite in our religious accommodation request. Uh, and of course, you know, Joe says, I respectfully request a waiver of this policy to accommodate my sincerely held religious beliefs in accordance with yada, yada, yada. And he says, as a devout Christian, I am guided in everything I do by my faith in God and the Bible, which I believe to be God's revealed and inspired word. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, the Apostle Paul exhorts uh, Christians about the importance of their bodies. He says, or do you know excuse me, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Likewise, Romans 12, 1 says, uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. These scriptures are just a few of many that have informed my religious convictions regarding my physical and spiritual health that I live by, including my sincere religious objection to receiving any of the COVID vaccines. I must honor God with my spirit, mind, and body, and therefore I must guard what I put into my body. That includes avoiding whatever possible knowingly receiving foreign toxins with harmful or unknown effects, while also maximizing nutrition and cultivating a healthy natural immune system in accordance with God's design. So without going like way in depth, because there's more uh, in this document, obviously, that for us is one reason why we have chosen not to get the COVID vaccine. And then we go on to state the COVID-19 vaccines are unique in that they do not contain the typical viral ingredients, but rather they have never, bef never before used, at least to this extent, components and designs such as synthetic mRNA and lipid nanoparticles, nanoparticles. Very little is scientifically known about the substances in humans, including their short-term and long-term effects on the body. In taking this vaccine, I would be taking part in an experiment. Not only is this unsafe, but most importantly to me, it would be dishonoring God with my body. Our second reason for not getting this vaccine is the fact that they were one of two things, either tested with or formulated with aborted fetal cells. You guys, it directly contradicts, contradicts our Christian faith 
to partake in anything that has to do with murdering innocent life. And abortion is murder. That's like a whole nother podcast show. If you're a Christian, life starts at conception. You know that. So if you're not a Christian and you don't believe in the Bible at all, the word of God, then obviously you're probably going to have a different opinion. But my guess is you probably wouldn't be on this podcast anyway because you probably don't like anything I have to say. <laughs> so the other reason that we are not partaking in these vaccines is because they were tested or formulated with aborted fetal cell lines. So we wrote in here, it is also our sincere religious conviction that human life begins at conception, that the sanctity of life is precious to God and that it is normally wrong to destroy innocent human life. Psalm 139, 13 through 14 says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So God knitted us together in our mother's womb. He is the creator. So when you kill that child, you are murdering that life that God created. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. No one is an accident. Psalm 127.3 says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. And then let's not forget Exodus 20.13, which says, yeah, <laughs> you shall not murder. And I can't imagine a worse murder. I mean, murder's murder, right? It's horrible no way you look at it, but uh, a precious little baby. I just don't get that. So without going into like complete specifics about like, the fetal cell line that was used. You guys can do research on that. Um, these vaccines were tested and or formulated using aborted fetal cell lines. And I feel like if we partake in these vaccines, we are condoning the murder of that baby or those babies. And I just, we can't, we can't partake in that because we would be held accountable for that. I truly believe that we would be held accountable for that. You know, you can't just stand by and watch a, a fight happen and not step in and try to help somebody or watch a crime happen and not step in to help somebody. Like, I, I really feel like this culture of people that stand around, around with their iPhones and their Androids, like videotaping someone's face getting beaten, they should be arrested too. You are just as guilty as a person that committed the crime because you stood there and you did nothing. And that's, that's the way we feel about these vaccines. Sure, we didn't abort that baby. We didn't have any part in murdering that child. But to partake in the vaccine that was used with parts from that murdered child, we are no better than the person that killed it. One of the uh, statements that I have received a lot on the YouTube comments regarding this topic is people that are like, well, how is this vaccine any different? When you went to boot camp, you had to get all these vaccines, so why is this one different? Or I just had someone say the other day, oh, you know, you spend your whole life getting vaccines with the military. Every year you have to get a mandated flu shot, all these vaccines, but all of a sudden this one vaccine comes up and now all of a sudden you have religious convictions. Well, here's the thing. This vaccine, like I just talked a little bit about, is very different in many ways than the previous vaccines that we've gotten, right? But I want to point out to you guys James 4:17. And this sticks out in my head and I just 
let me just read it to you. It says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is a sin for them. Okay, so when I was 18 and I joined the army and I stood in line at boot camp and got all those shots in my arm, I didn't know what I didn't know. I was a different person back then than I am now. If I happened to partake in vaccines back then that was either tested on or formulated with aborted fetal cell lines, not only, I, I didn't know that, right? And back then I trusted my government. <laughs> Things were very different, so I didn't ask questions. But if I took vaccines back then that used aborted fetal cell lines and I had no knowledge of it, the Lord is not going to hold me accountable for that because I didn't know. I didn't knowingly sin against him or inject something into my body, my temple that could harm me. I didn't know, right? So I feel like people are allowed to change. People are allowed to grow. People are allowed to change their mind. When you know better, you do better. So the Lord is going to hold us accountable when we know that what we're doing is a sin, but we continue to do it, we still make the decision to do it, right? And that's what he's saying here. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, then it is a sin for them. So I feel based on the scripture that talks about our body is a temple of Christ and we are to safeguard it. And that murder is a sin and how the Lord holds babies and children so high. You guys, if you've ever read the Bible, you will see like the Lord has a special place in his heart for those little ones. So I feel 100% convicted and justified in my decision not to get these vaccines based on just those two things alone. And because I know better, because I know I ought not to get these vaccines, I'm not going to get them. And if I did, if I went against my conscience and I did it, that would be a sin and I would be held accountable for it. I don't care if it's because it's easier or it's really, what are we talking about here? We're talking about money, right? All these people, even Joe, that's on the verge of losing his pension because he's about to get kicked out from the military over this, right? People tell me, wow, you're gonna die on this sword? You would give up all that money over this? Well, I've been retired for 30 years. Let me calculate and see how much money I've got on my retirement. Wow, I've made you know $500,000 in the last 30 years that I've been retired. You're gonna give up all that money? What are we talking about here? So now we're just gonna like compromise our principles and our convictions for money, for comfort, for convenience, because it's easier you get to avoid the confrontation. You don't have to do the hard thing. You don't have to be uncomfortable. Like that is not what the Lord has called us to do. We were told that we would be persecuted in the end times for standing up for what's right, for our convictions. If, if the Lord was persecuted, crucified on a cross, why would we ever think that we were better than that? Why would we ever think that we're any different? There are so many lawsuits going on right now. Uh, the Marine Corps, the Navy, and the Air Force, and the Space Force all have injunctions from a judge that is prohibiting those branches from kicking their unvaccinated members out. 
and supposed to be protecting them from retaliation and reprisal. But I personally know of several people that are still faced with discrimination and not allowed to advance, not allowed to promote, not allowed to go to certain classes and trainings because they're unvaccinated. But as of the time of this recording, the Army and the Coast Guard are the only ones that do not have injunctive relief from this mandate. We are a part of a class action lawsuit. I shared that with you guys uh, over on the YouTube channel. That was filed back in August. Uh, so we're looking at two months almost, and we have not heard yet on that injunction from the judge. There are multiple class action lawsuits out for the Coast Guard members, the unvaccinated members. And so if one of them gets an injunction, it would cover all of us. So we're praying every day, you guys, that either we get an injunction from the judge, quick, fast, and in a hurry, or the Coast Guard comes to their senses and stops the nonsense and says, okay, CDC came out with new guidance, says that basically unvaccinated members are the same as vaccinated. We're not going to like treat them any differently. Um, there's headlines everywhere about this stuff. It was just on the Congress floor about how they're basically scamming military members and making them think that they're taking FDA approved vaccines when in fact they're not, they're emergency use only. It really blows my mind and baffles me that this is still happening. It's like the biggest crime of my lifetime and nothing's being done about it. I've reached out to our senators here in Virginia and I was basically told uh, it's not a senator's job to mingle in military affairs. That's what Senator Mark Warren replied to me with. And I'm like, oh really, that's news to me. Because last time I checked, Congress has a lot to do with the military. And I see Senator Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Ron Johnson, all these other senators on the Congress floor fighting for the military members of their state. So it's not that you can't do it, it's that you don't want to do it because you're a Democrat and <laughs> it doesn't fit your agenda, right? Instead of helping me and replying to your constituent with any kind of um, assistance, you send me a generic template email that just tells me the safety and efficacy of this COVID vaccine. And you guys, I'm so up to my eyeballs with <laughs> people coming at me and my family for not getting this vaccine. I cannot tell you how many comments I've had where people are like, you're so selfish. You should love your neighbor. You should think of those that are at a higher risk than you. Just go get the shot. The shot is safe. They wouldn't be issuing it if it wasn't safe. Okay, first of all, the numbers don't support that statement because they're not safe and they're still administering them. But it's like, can we just look at logical common sense for a second? Because seriously, if your vaccine is so safe and effective, which is why you got it, right? You got it to either protect you from getting COVID because you thought it would protect you from getting COVID, which we now know that's not true, right? The president just had it two times in a row and he's fully vaccinated and boosted. I think at this point, we all know people that are vaccinated that have still gotten COVID. So we know it doesn't keep you from contracting the virus, but maybe that's why you got it. Or maybe you got it for the lie that, oh, well, it's not going to keep you from getting it, but it will help lessen your symptoms or help keep you from being hospitalized. You know, if you get COVID, it won't be as bad, which we also know that that's not true, right? If you got the vaccine to protect you from COVID, 
then you should be protected from COVID. So why in the world would it matter to you what I'm doing with my body? If I can still infect you or I can still make you sick by giving you COVID because I'm unvaccinated, then what was the point of you getting your vaccine? I mean, like crickets. What was the point of you getting your COVID vaccine if it's not going to do anything for you and you still have to live in a bubble in your car with a mask and a face shield and gloves and socially distance and what was the point of getting the vaccine? So leave me alone because I'm unvaccinated because you can still get it too. You can still spread it. Fully vaccinated and boosted people have still died from COVID. So the the logic is not there, you guys. It's just simply not there. And for people to think because we're military, we don't have a leg to stand on. The Constitution of the United States doesn't say that it applies to everybody except if you're active duty. That is incorrect. We are citizens of the United States and we fall under that constitution as well. And for the idiots out there that are like, you're in the military, you're just supposed to follow orders and be quiet. Well, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. We are to follow lawful orders. This is unlawful and it's unethical. And if it means we lose our pension, we lose our pension because we don't survive by man, We don't survive by the government. We survive by God and God will make a way. He always has. And if that means Joe has to go get a job after he retires, then that's what he does. We cannot compromise our principles for convenience. And I am going to link some things in the show notes today if you want to go back and check it out. Um, But I wanted to leave you with this quote and you guys may have heard this before. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. You guys, once you give it up, you can't get it back. And there there comes a point where you have to draw a line and there has to be things that are sacred that are like a no-go, right? And forcing someone to inject their body with an experimental vaccine is a no-go. Like that's where we draw the line, right? I would even venture to say making us put masks on our faces was crossing the line, right? So anyway, you guys are free to message me, email me uh, at homefreealaska at gmail.com. You guys know I I always try to get back to you, but that's just a little bit about where we're at with this uh, COVID vaccine mandate. We're still in limbo, still praying every day, And until we hear different, we are hitting the road in three weeks, heading up to our cabin in Alaska. And we're really excited, you guys. It's it's been a journey. We bought the cabin a year ago. We've been looking for a cabin, like started like two and a half years ago. (laughs) And just the whole process, selling the house, living in this temporary apartment, which by the way, I'm really glad we did decide to do that because now interest rates are going through the roof and everybody's saying the bubble has popped again. So I'm really glad that we um, made the decision to sell the one acre homestead because we got everything out of it that I hoped we would get out of it. 
um, which has really set us up and put us in a good position for our new adventure in Alaska. All right, you guys, I am going to go for now. I hope you enjoyed this podcast show. Make sure you check out the show notes and stay blessed. And I will see you guys on the next show.